Welcome to Life and Low Vision. I'm your host, Brett Humphrey. Today we're here in Missoula, Montana to talk with Jane's family. In this episode, we hear we can get through anything together. And this? Nothing's the same, but the experience is different. We just don't get it. So let's dive in, then get going. I remember the first time I saw Jane. I was at Georgetown Lake. My lifelong best friend was getting married. And there was this darling couple with two towhead girls. Well, one was kind of strawberry blonde and one was a towhead. And she had a pacifier in her mouth and she was, she's kind of throwing her first temper tantrum that I ever saw. <laughs> and, but they were beautiful. And I was pregnant with my first child. So what was, what was Anna? How much older is Anna than Jane? Three. She, okay. So Anna was five and Jane was almost two at the time. <laughs> and, so this was the, the, the summer of 93, and I was very pregnant. So, of course, I'm watching this cute young family. And we had just moved into our new house, uh, and I remember coming out into the alley one day, and like three days later, and I see the same gentleman that was at the wedding that had the two little girls. And I'm like, are you kidding me? They're my neighbors. <laughs> yeah. So it ends up that we've, we've, we've been friends for a very, very long time now. Yeah. Yes. And honestly, I feel like I moved next to my, my sole mother mate. <laughs> is, that, is that such a thing? Yes. Okay. It is yes. In yeah. this neighborhood, it is. Yeah. Yeah, the journey, I mean, the journey is never static, but I always feel like it's, it's new. I just have learned so much from Jane and from our family experience. And um, I'm a social worker. So, and I teach, you know, students particularly that are around their practicum experiences, et cetera. And just the other day, we were saying, I, you know, talking about difference in diversity in our work. And we were saying, I was saying, I can't be anyone but me. I can't, I can be my best me or my better me but I can't change my history or my color of my skin or my, you know, the fact that I grew up in a privileged way, but I can listen to others and try to, you know, accompany and learn from others, you know, and that makes us different, you know, than, than the person that we were. And I think like just the other day I was uh, doing this, road trip with this woman I had just met who's a soccer mom with my our youngest child's uh, college soccer team and we were chatting away getting to know each other and she, Jane I think you were at a um, Sounders game with Ben that day mm-hmm. and she said oh can she can she see soccer and I said well she, yeah she can see soccer and she goes well does she enjoy it the same and I said um nothing's the same it's just as much enjoyment but the experience is different we just don't get it right and i just that is jane's just taught me that in a million ways like it doesn't have to be the same yeah you know it doesn't have to be through my interpretation whatever that my you know interpretation would be yeah i was um we have a co-worker and he wanted to go watch uh asu play uw at basketball and he's fully blind and he's like brett i got a ticket want to go i'm like sure and he but he brings a headset and he listens to the radio broadcast and it's about being in the crowd and being at the game like it's just very different than sitting at home so for him he's like yeah i love going to the game it's fun 
And it was, I, that particular game was super fun because it was like down to the wire, literally last second shot for UW to win the game. So, you know, sad for him, but it was a fun game to watch all the way to the end. So Totally. Well, yeah. I mean, too, if you think about the experience, you could sit at home and watch the game on TV, yeah. but you go to a game for all the other yeah. pieces of the experience other than the visual. Yeah. I mean, the visual is nice as well, but yeah, the, the smells of popcorn and the crowds and... In the back of my head, I have Go Hawks right now. So that's. uh, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Well, um, Dad, you might tell this story best, but um, I I don't think this story came out until I was maybe in my early 20s, maybe late teens. But um, the story of when you were driving mom to the hospital (laughs) um, (laughs) to give birth. For you. For yeah. me. Yeah. Um, oh, let's hear this. Uh, the irony that happened. We were driving up this uh, different part of town to bring our older daughter, Anna, t- to be with some friends. We, you know, when we went to the hospital uh, for Jane to be born, and as we're driving up this valley, uh, there was a guy walking along the road with a white cane. And we were really in a hurry. And instead of slowing down, I sped up to get past him faster. And, you know, it is. It's a paradox. You know? Not that I ever actually did make a connection between them. <laughs> Jane did. Well, Jane I, did. I think of it as just kind of humorous. Humorous. Well, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wild. Uh, well, yeah. when I think about Jane's, you know, prognosis and that whole process, uh, I always uh, think about this great line from Ernest Hemingway. Um, I don't even remember what book it was in, uh, but he once wrote, uh, "The world breaks everyone, and then some become strong at the broken places." Mm. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's not just you know Jane. Jane's been a remarkable woman of courage but you see it um you know you kind of saw it in our neighborhood when one beloved member as a young 50 year old is dying of als and then this other member and you know we all did come together the power of community i'm a, a parish pastor and you know our community of faith was unbelievable you just learn that you know we all are broken, and uh, we can hold each other up. We can we can do so much more together than we're ever going to do alone. And you know the fears that we all have, and you know as a dad seeing your daughter going through what she was going through, you know you feel so inadequate and afraid, but you're not alone. You know. Yeah, it's, but thank God for other people. And, you know, in my work now, I'm, I'm doing hospice chaplaincy now. And the ones you really are saddened by are the people that don't have people, you know, the ones who are just going to die alone. We can get through anything together. I just really feel bad for people who don't have people. Yeah, I think it is extremely important. I think that's something that's empowered me throughout um, the years is just 
creating that community around you. And I mean, meeting Brett on the airplane uh, has been incredible in terms of finding a community of people with low vision. Um, it is, it's empowering and it's, it's important. I think it's um, very crucial to see and surround yourself, not only with people that, you know, of every ability level, um, but to be able to relate to people, I think is very important. And to be able to, um, you know, something that you can look at as something that is hard. It's not always hard. Um, it's actually probably a lot easier than someone might think um, because it's your everyday. It's your reality. You adapt. It's amazing what people can do to adapt to their um, surroundings, regardless of their ability or their reality at that moment. Um, so I think often, you know, it can be a very daunting thing to, you know, yes, you're losing your sight, but what, you know, what can, how is, how are you going to adapt? How are you going to handle your everyday? Because at the end of the day, it can be sad, it could be hard, or you can roll with the punches and start moving forward and surround yourself with people that are, that are living and moving forward and being very successful with their reality. And, you know, I think that that's been very empowering to, to surround, you know, and just making connections and having conversation, I think is very, very crucial talking about it. Yeah. And for the record, uh, that's really probably why we're sitting here today because on that flight, Jane was talking about, cause I happened to hold my phone close to my nose and she's like, uh, excuse me, do you have a low vision? So the answer is yes. But what I thought was um, interesting about the conversation as Jane had mentioned, Oh, I'm, you were trying to find community. And she made the comment that she's like, Oh, I tried some groups on Facebook or whatever. And they seem to be a bunch of non happy people. This yeah. is me paraphrasing the conversation. So you can correct mm-hmm. me yeah, yeah. where I'm wrong. <laughs> And uh, that's really where I said, oh, well, you should meet my friend Jason and uh, come down to CSUN. But it was that was a catalyst for a bunch of these conversations because Jason and I have been around them quite a bit, but we also took it as doing this this podcast as a way to reach more people as well. And so that's why people always ask, is it scripted? Uh, no, literally. Uh, thank you to the family. I'm having yeah. my whiskey <laughs> yeah. in a glass yeah. and we're just having a conversation. So, uh, And uh, I think that's what... I think that's fun. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was actually eye-opening for me because I to go back and listen to the first one we did and editing it and realize it really wasn't that many months ago. It, it really, really wasn't. It was a few months ago, yeah. but a lot has changed in the six months, maybe less than that, whatever it is. I have to go back on the exact date. But, um, you know, we went from not really knowing each other and you're now engaged and yeah. Jason's got a new house and a broken wrist. So there's exactly, a lot going on yeah. in people's exactly. lives. Exactly. A lot of things going on. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today. Special thank you to my friend for the music. You can find a link to it below in the show notes. And uh, we'll see you in the next episode. Audio engineering is done by Brett Humphrey. Audio production is done by Cody Kilpatrick. This episode is copyright 2018. All rights reserved.